0: just roll the intro yeah so uh welcome back to the creatives pov podcast i'm noah i'm Marquis, and today we got uh phoenix lee with us today and um phoenix is a fellow podcaster um his podcast is called rise again Mm -hmm. and um also you do a lot of other things too which we'll we'll get into a little bit (laughs) But, uh, go ahead and like, uh, tell the people like who you are and tell, tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. So my name is Phoenix Lee, uh, and from Des Moines, from the East side of Des Moines, you know, so shout out to all my East siders and yeah. everything, but, um, man, I just a little bit of everything, man. I kind of, you know, I do the podcast as well. Um, I plan events, I do marketing for uh, a couple of small businesses, uh, just really try to help my community kind of just you know everyday guy you know we're just kind of going around just seeing how i can help um, our community and our people here and yeah. that's really my main thing if somewhere you know to describe uh myself is just trying to put my energy into helping kind of others here you know yeah. in the world and everything so that's cool man yeah. um i also so i co-own a business called the archive so vintage clothing um you can find our clothing over at the Picker in West Des Moines. We're in the back right section. Uh yeah, do the podcast, Benson Marketing for the Picker Nose. Um I do social media marketing and I also bartend at Krem, which is a bakery mm-hmm. on twenty eighth and Ingersoll. Yep. Uh yeah. I don't know. How do
0: you have time <laughs> for all this? Busy guy.
1: Man, I, I just find man, I, I like to keep myself busy. I feel like I, I definitely find time to rest and I try to like, you know, give that time. So I think that's important as well. But I think I don't know. I like to stay busy. I mean, like yeah. I like filling my plate. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of being able to do a little bit of everything. So
0: Yeah. What does a typical week look like for you then? Man, <laughs>
1: like okay. For example, I just had an event yesterday, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, last week was not only planning that. Uh, we had Thanksgiving, so you know I had family stuff going on mm-hmm. too. But like generally, I work about. I'll spend about forty hours at the picker, um, planning events, working on that kind of side of stuff. But then. After I get done with that, I get off about four or five. Then I go on to, okay, I'm going to thrift today and go look for stuff for vintage, or I'm going to start planning other stuff. Cause like right now, I'm doing like a winter clothing drive. So I'm mm-hmm. it's planning that, like, you know, making sure, picking up stuff, doing all that kind of thing and everything. So really just what kind of, I have a calendar and <laughs> Google yeah. Calendars is yeah. essential because just really trying to get that kind of stuff ready and everything is. Um basically what does my nine to five look like on that day basis? And then what am I doing from five to midnight or something? I go to sleep usually around midnight one every day. So, so
2: you're not resting at all? No nah, man. <laughs> uh, just
1: like I mean a solid six hours is good. You know what I mean? Like I, I do try to get eight when I can. Sundays are a really restful day for me and just kind of reset and be able to See what I got planned for the rest of the week and everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned you're doing a like winter clothing drive. Yeah. So. so is that is, is that in partnership with anybody? So mm-hmm.
1: it is. Um, all the clothes are going to be donated to the Oak Ridge uh, Neighborhood Association. Um, I'm good friends with Baxter and Bailey over there and stuff. So I was trying to find somewhere I could like give back to, and I know a lot of the kids um, over there. I've, you know, known some of those kids and stuff and everything. But I've known um, that family for a while, mm-hmm. and they're great people. So it's just. Um, my goal, so I told myself um, in October, I was like, okay, what is my mission? What do I want to do for the next year? I try to plan that out. I just moved to, I moved downtown right. over like Des Moines area and stuff. So um, when I signed that lease, I was like, okay, well, this is like a new hub. So this is a new spot. Like I want kind of new energy, new feeling and everything. So I'm like, okay, right, what, what can I do? Like work in, you know, I help and everything. So. Hopefully every single month, if not every month and a half, I want to do some sort of like donation or drive for people Mm -hmm. and stuff. So right now it's winter clothing. Um up next, looking to do like a teacher supply run. Um so giving back to teachers and everything like that. So
0: where does that like come from? Like your your want to like help people?
1: I think it just comes from one, just being seeing the world and seeing how I can change is something been, you know, been big on me. I also grew up with not a lot. So I think Uh, you know, being able to see how I grew up and wanting to change that, especially for kids, because kids have no control on like their environment that's around them. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you can grow up and be in a rich family. You can grow up and be in a poor family. You can grow up and not have a stable home. You could have a stable home. So it's like seeing those things of like how I grew up. I'm like, oh, I would love to at least even a little bit like change, you know, those kind of things for for a kid and um, even adults or anything like that. Just making a change in my community is something I've always been big on. I've mm-hmm. ran a lot of stuff even since I was young. I did like a, a shoe drive for the Yes Shelter when I was like 15, just like mm-hmm. trying to like just give back in a way, you know what I mean? In any yeah. way I can. So
2: That's awesome, bro. Yeah. That's pretty dope. So how long, so how long have you been podcasting?
1: Man, it's been, I'm trying to think, 2020, I think okay. is when I officially started. I did did a podcast for a bit um with uh manny is his name we did full drop podcast and so we did that for a bit um we that was more focused on kind of like clothing and like kind of do some of those kind of things so then in 2020 um i went and i wanted to start kind of my own like rise again kind of whole hub because like I, I did vintage um and then partnered with bowie and then i was trying to see how i could help how i could push like the community and stuff and so started working on that and 2020 march of 2020 covid yeah. <laughs> like literally at the start of covid is when i started the podcast my first episode was with the homie pico to psycho mm-hmm. um and i remember yeah i did that it was at the back of ilsa rounds the store we used to all run and stuff and everything mm-hmm. and so um did it there it did you know like not only did well but it made me feel good so i was like all right let's just keep running with it but it was covid so mm-hmm. literally like i think my first five episodes were um, uh remote so like wow. we did like a lot of remote episodes yeah. and then I had other people on and stuff. And it's just my goal was like, OK, the news a lot of times only gives like fluff pieces to like, you know, either creatives or and there's nothing, against guess, the news outlets, which just like you only get to know them for like a minute. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are these people's stories? How did we get here? You know what I mean? Like, what are people doing and stuff? And so I'm always interested in seeing like what people do, you know, like mm-hmm. who they are as you know a person at the end of the day. So. Yeah,
2: this is kind of like full circle for for me because I met you yeah. originally on a podcast. Yeah. I was filming a podcast, the yeah. Miles Hakeem podcast. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of full circle to have you on. It's wild. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. No. I and I remember those moments too and everything. It's just like to see even the podcast like kind of world within our city and stuff change too. And it's like y'all are doing such a great job of doing everything and like getting these new people on and I love just like seeing the experiences of people. So just seeing how people's perspectives are in different settings and stuff. And that was my main thing, too, was just like, okay, who are you? But then also like what um, what gems can I get from you as well? it's like, what can we give each other and give the viewer?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was it like doing the podcast remote for a little bit?
1: It was interesting. The biggest, one of the biggest things, the technical side of it was, so I did it at first through um, Anchor was the app. Mm -hmm. And so I would record through Anchor. And so when you're like live recording, it would be fine. But then I would finish and there's some points where like we would like jump over each other without like because of how the audio like. Uh, exported yeah. or whatever and stuff and I was like yeah. man okay I was like, hey, let's figure <laughs> that out and so yeah. I'd have to cut like a little bit or like kind of do that kind of stuff because I do all the editing mm-hmm. and then, that's one reason why shout out to you guys for doing the video but <laughs> I do not do video it's just yeah. it, I don't know it's stressful for me so like um but the audio stuff of like cutting and editing and stuff but and then also I'm so big on um like human interaction too and then like mm-hmm. reading and like kind of talking and everything and like mm-hmm. eye contact all that kind of stuff so I feel like uh that was a big challenge was like, when you're in the process of talking with somebody, like you can kind of gauge and see how like everything's going yep. versus like over the phone or like yeah. Zoom, like you're not gonna see I know like all too much. well, man. Yeah. Cause
0: like I had to finish college via Zoom. Yeah, man. so that'd be, so I couldn't
1: imagine that. That'd, be, that'd yeah. be tough.
0: Yeah. So are you also in the Barnum factory or were you? So we
1: were, yeah. So I usually now my homie's tan and you guys, you know, yeah. alumni on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. uh, we usually kick it over there now, but we were in the Barnum for a long time. And then uh, we moved out just cause I don't know, we were looking for like kind of change. I'm still looking for a new space actually. So like, if y'all know anything, but like mm-hmm. um just looking kind of somewhere like a hub to be able to kind of do that stuff. But um, Bowie and I were both like, Really busy people, so like just mm-hmm. having that hub, but we weren't utilizing it as much, so we we're like, yeah. yeah, let's.
0: And that's for like mainly your vintage stuff,
1: it was vintage. Um, we did some work in there, I shot some content in there mm-hmm. too, and everything. It was oh. hard because the Barnum's all concrete, so the audio <laughs> was just yeah. like, I had to like put stuff up and like try different things and everything, but like, mm-hmm. no, it was it was cool. I love the Barnum factory. i they, it might have just been sold. I'm not sure if not or anything. I think so. Yeah. I think so,
2: too. I saw I saw something about that. So I, I do work for a real estate company. Oh, okay. And yeah. actually, the agent that was working on. Oh, really? That was okay. in the office with me. So mm. I think it did officially sell. Yeah. And yeah. the
1: Barnum's are really cool people. You know, like they, they were very nice to us. Um, I was able to host one of my first like outside of vintage events there through them, which was the second floor gallery, which mm-hmm. was a really great time because like we were able to. Um, highlight the artists. Cause like obviously mainframe does a great job of doing first Fridays and doing all that kind of stuff. But I was like, well, we have this space here. Why don't we mm-hmm. try to do something like that? And so, yeah. um, you know, people were able to do their drops. I had vendors there. I had like Austin Neal, I had my friend, Anna, um, Max Candle Co., like a few mm-hmm. other people and stuff, and they were all like kind of set up there. Borg was there, yeah. Um, and then Tanatino actually did a drop there that was like based off of like a laundry cleaner kind of idea. Yeah. So, like, they redid yep. their floor, they like did everything. And so, like, yep. stuff like that is something I'm very interested in. Yeah. So, like, but no, Barnum's they were super cool about that and like letting us do whatever. I feel
0: like a lot of people don't know about Barnum, no, no, no. that's whatever. also why
1: I liked it too. It was just like yeah. it was low key, but like it was still like you can, but no, not a lot of people know about that and area. Is, so.
0: I haven't been there in,
2: like, over two years, but is UVT Studio still there? No, so Not they moved about.
1: out. Yeah, that's the thing. So, like, it changed a lot. over yeah. That was another reason why we kind of moved out was, okay. like, and it was no, it just, it's the way it happened. People had yeah. lives. People had babies. I mean, like D just had a baby, a bunch yep. of other people. You know what I mean? Like, it's, life's changed so much for a lot of people, and so I think, like, people slowly moved out, and that, like like that energy, like Mm -hmm. kind of left a little bit and Mm -hmm. like, it's cool. Now there's still like Tantino there. There's some other people there. There's a church downstairs now, I think. Um, and then, yeah, just like a bunch of it, but like, it just kind of slowly changed. And so Mm -hmm. we just were like, Oh, let's kind of go, but yeah, I'm still looking. I just don't know what that looks like. I I have, I would love to do like a co-op space or like kind of do something like that maybe, or just something where we could all connect and like have a hub, of like Mm someone, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tell us about the event, uh, yesterday.
1: Yeah, so it was my second one. I did a Des Moines vintage clothing market. Uh, I obviously love vintage clothing, so Mm -hmm. I hosted on a small business Saturday. Um, Again, it's just trying to get and help people get into better situations, which is my goal with events and helping these small businesses and stuff. So there was 23 vendors around there um, inside the Decades Event Center. There was a creme was there, too. We were Mm -hmm. selling noodles and cookies and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. We had the cash bar. Um, just like music playing it was really it was honestly real chill vibes like I love so the thing with events is like you get very like you're planning everything you know what I mean it's like you keep going and like you take all this time to plan it and then the day actually hits and it's like people enjoy themselves but I'm just kind of like I'm like yeah whatever on to the next one like it's fine whatever but I'm trying to really work on like the next um for these next things that I have going on it's like to be in the moment Mm -hmm. and really like appreciate what you're doing because it's like man, like, I never thought I'd be here. I never thought I'd be doing the stuff that I would be doing and everything. So it's just cool to, like, just to see it. So, like, I took a second, and something I try to do now with events, it's like, I'll just kind of sit back to, like, where the point where I can see everything. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, I did that. That's cool. And it's it's definitely not just me. There's a lot of great people around that are helping and stuff. But it's just, it's cool to see, like, your work that you put in and, like, the results, like, Mm kind of happen from it. So...
0: How do you get into, like, event planning? Like, do you need a qualification or is it kind of just, like, who you know and, like, your your experience doing it? Yeah,
1: I feel like, I mean, honestly, like, I started, gosh, how long? Seven years ago, around there. So, like, officially we did events with Illustrator Round back in the day. Right. So, like, we did, like, these culture shock events. We did, like, a flea market in the parking lot. We did all that kind of stuff. And so um i started helping out with that and then would do other stuff and everything but when i went to the picker it was when i officially was like oh this is just on me to like plan events and stuff and how that happened was i was looking at uh getting a booth space and i knew the owner so i knew both the owners trey and dave uh dave was trey's dad and and was uh he basically was like hey like do you want to work here part-time or whatever and i was just like i guess i was freelancing at the time i was you know fine like everything was cool Mm -hmm. i was like all right you know i'll come over whatever and like they had done an event like two months before and it didn't do well it rained it just like didn't go well and so i was like all right let me go ahead and like kind of try to do something and if it works it works pretty much and so i did this event called parking lot madness where i had like 40 vendors in the parking lot um four three food trucks like a bunch of other stuff like just like big like big vibe you know kind of whole thing and so that did well it was like one of the biggest like sales wise uh, for the store mm-hmm. and so basically created my own position I was yeah. like I would love to do events I'd love to do some marketing I think I can help you as a small business I can you know have experience in this and this and basically like just went for it mm-hmm. I didn't go to school I didn't go to college you know what I mean like I came from high school like you know did my stuff I started business when I was 18 I was working at Wells Fargo of all places at the time mm-hmm. and everything doing mortgage doing all this kind of stuff but like Everything was self-built. Everything's hustle. You know what I mean? So, like, even coming from where I come from in the past, like, everything was about who you know. And if anything, that's college, too. I mean, like, a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff is about who you know. Especially in a city like this, there's so much opportunity. It's just getting out there and networking and knowing people. And so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have that opportunity if, like, I didn't go out and have the confidence to put myself out there and be like, hey, like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And now it's, like, 30 events later with them, I think, or something. I've done scavenger hunts. I've done uh sipping shops vintage events like you know whatever that's it's, cool it's man. a blast man i can't that is can't crazy complain,
2: so. so how did you get into vintage clothing like yeah. what started that whole? yeah
1: life? so i so again grew up not much money so i'll go to the thrift store a lot and so back then it was not like like maybe shop to thrift store like people are <laughs> right? like like right. oh no like whatever and stuff so like back then everybody's wearing jordans everybody's saying all this kind of stuff so like i my my homie's older brother, uh, T-Man, he would, you know, let me get some of the shoes because, like, ever since I was in, like, eighth grade, I was a size 12. So, like, <laughs> and, you know, he it was in high school at the time. So, like, I would get, like, Bavestas and all those So, shoes was fine. But it's, yeah. like, everything up top, though. I was, like, I had to, like, figure out outfits. Yeah, and I've man, always man. been into older stuff, like, you know, movies, music, anything like that. Like, I grew up listening to Otis Redding and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different soul and stuff that was in the household and everything. So, um putting that with vintage is like my mom and i would go to the thrift store a lot we'd go to goodwills all this stuff and i would find you know back in the day it was toys when you were a kid and stuff yeah. and then like slowly i was like oh, i kind of like this shirt or i kind of like this and mm-hmm. back then it was like windbreakers so i remember i had this nike windbreaker that was navy blue white and black and it was like um cross so like this mm-hmm. part was navy blue yeah. and this part was white and then same on the back was like a giant swoosh on the back but like I'd rock that with some Jordans and this and that. And, like, you know, get a couple compliments, but, like, people wouldn't know it was vintage. Mm -hmm. And then just started going from there. But about, I think it was, like, 2014 I was or 2015, I was working at Wells Fargo. And I was selling sneakers. And then sneakers were cool, but the markups weren't, like, great. It wasn't amazing. So I was, like, all right, this is cool. But then round two came. And Mm -hmm. round two was really big within vintage. Because I was, like, oh, there's, like, you can do this. You can make money. You can support, like, off of doing this. And so started selling. I started my website. Um, my original company name was Rising Again Vintage, which is mm-hmm. funny because whole thing from that and everything. But I uh, started doing that. And then I think roughly I started doing like events. I was um, traveling, going to Kansas City, going to like Midwest places and everything. Right. And then I think from there, so like a little bit before then, and when I was collecting sneakers, I sold all my sneakers to basically fund my business, mm-hmm. which was a sad day. <laughs> I mean, I've sold a sneaker out, which is funny. It's like you tell people now, it's like I have, I think I have like 60, 70 pairs, but it's oh, like. Wow that's that's low that's like it used to be back in the day it was like you'll to like closets you had right. the
0: whole like oh yeah those it was, plastic like cubes. oh bro it was bad i had a closet
1: like one dedicated closet was to sneakers and then um i had like yeah plastic all this kind of stuff and yeah and so nah, it was bad but um yeah sold my whole sneakers started getting inventory and stuff and then like i was doing events and then bowie my business partner hit me up and he's like yo like i see you selling vintage man like that's dope like I sell out of here. So we linked up and then we did a, uh, a pop-up with another homie in East Village. And so we ran a pop-up for a month and a half and we called it the last gen pop-up mm-hmm. and it was off of East six near that parking garage in East Village or whatever, like right there. Mm-hmm. And so we did that and we were like, yo, like we treated it like a store. We didn't treat it like a pop-up. We were like, yo, we're going to put this stuff. We got on uh, 98.3, the vibe, did an interview with them, like for, put a lot of, you know, money into, you know, to it and everything. And, That's what really showed me. I was like, oh, I could do this. Like, this could be something that...
0: Mm. And
1: to be honest, like, I love selling online, but it's the community aspect that goes back to it. It's like, I love to see people in it. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I was just out yesterday at the event. Somebody was rocking something that they bought from us, maybe like, you know, a couple years prior or something. So it's those moments that happen that are like, oh, no, that's dope.
0: Yeah. What's it like working with a business partner now as opposed to before?
1: I think the thing... The thing about Bowie and I is like we just get each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I am definitely, like, we always joke. So, like, I don't know if you guys follow the hundreds and, like, that brand and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, he always jokes that I'm Bobby and he's Ben.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: like, I'm very outgoing. I'm very talked to a lot of people and stuff. And then he handles, like, kind of the, the back end stuff or whatever. And so mm-hmm. that's what it's always been. Like, I'll gather us the dates for, like, you know, doing events. Or, like, I'll plan the events or stuff like that. But he's definitely hitting the streets thrifting more. He's doing, like, those kind of things and everything. So, like... Mm-hmm it's a partnership that like finding the right business partner is it's hard yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's like a relationship you know what i mean like you have to it's a give and take it's communication it's all those kind of things and stuff and then also it's like not only are you and a business partner but you have personal things going on you have different things and so it's the understanding when those things happen it's like yo like we're here for like bowie's a brother like i'll you know what i mean like those people that you can count on not only, um, outside of business, but with business, I think that really helps too. Like you can have Mm -hmm. a great business relationship, but having a brother that you can call on or, you know, just somebody that's right there, I think is important too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, who are some other people uh, that have kind of like helped you and pushed you, uh, through all your business endeavors, all like the, the things that you do. Um, and like, who are some creatives in Des Moines that like inspire you?
1: Yeah. mean, I feel like off the bat, like going into it was Tan have helped a lot. You know, they're really good friends of mine. And like just one of the biggest things I used to be afraid to put my own stuff out. Like I wanted to always just like help others or like do kind of those things and like putting my own creative efforts out and stuff was something I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it yet. I don't know if I want to do this and stuff. And when I started Rise Again and that whole concept and idea and everything like. We worked on the concept for the idea together. So the set of stairs that is my logo, like Tantino and I sat down for like months and was like, OK, what what is the idea? What do I, I was like, I want something simple that represents the idea of like climbing and like mm-hmm. what we can do with it and stuff and basically that. And so I think it was Tino that was like, OK, well, what if we did like a stairs? Because um, Jeff Staples is one of my inspirations. Right. And so mm-hmm. he had read space. Yep. And so the logo was a stool or a chair. Um, but like that simplicity of a logo that can just put on a sticker you can put it on this it's yeah. like very so simple mm-hmm. and so i'm like okay well with that the stairs represent basically going up and down in life and everything and so um but just talking with them one of some of the biggest things that tino and tan but like we've talked about is just like you know like just why not Pretty much. Put out your effort, put out your creative stuff. Some of my favorite stuff I put out did not do well. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and then some of my drops that I was like, Oh, this is cool, did the bet. And the thing is is like, as long as you put it out there, mm-hmm. why is it you know what I mean? Why does it matter? That's mm-hmm. like and that's some of my biggest moments that I've had and like the lessons I've learned from them. Um, Alan from Loyalty Love. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I haven't talked to him in a bit, but like, you know, he you know, we're busy, he's in Chicago now and everything. But like, um in the beginning, like us talking a lot about just life and like The idea of like what it is that we want. And Mm -hmm. there's very few people, especially just being here in the kind of city. There's a lot of great people out there, but there's like to click with somebody on certain levels. I feel like Alan and I clicked a lot on like what it is that we want Mm -hmm. out of everything and stuff. And the idea Mm -hmm. of going away from home and bringing it back is important, too. And that's something I've looked at, too. Like, I love my community. I've also wanted to like go travel and then come back and then bring that that experience back over here and that's something he's done it's like you know he still does a toy drive here every year like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like stuff like that it's like still being gone but still within your community too mm, so yeah there's there's so many people i mean like you know all the i mean anthony borg um mm-hmm. neek uh gosh i'm just just a lot of Lee's, my homie Lees. I don't know if you all know him, but... Yeah. yeah. He's,
0: he's He does UBT as well, right?
1: He... I think... So he just had a baby. So he's um he's been stepping back from, like, kind of being out like that and everything. But he's... Yeah. He was just on my podcast this year. And, like, he yeah. does a lot of clothing. Mm-hmm. His same things, like, making these one of one pieces, you know, concept. Like, he's very inspired by Virgil, Kanye, like, those kind of yeah. energy and stuff. So, like, just... The idea of mm-hmm. more that nothing that you can create anything and as long as you put it out there into the world, like a lot of your ideas aren't people aren't going to recognize anything if you don't put it out. Yeah. And that is how I've tried to live now. It's just like like the support the homies idea. Like I wrote that in a notebook two years ago and I was mm-hmm. just like like I wrote a tagline that was like friends are temporary, but homies are forever. I wrote that two years ago and I was like,
0: I love that. man and, yeah. That and, is crazy. Like I'll be. I just have notes in my phone, and, like, I never know when I'm going to use them. But, like, I think timing is just, like, everything, you know? Like, you'll write something, and then, like, that's just crazy how that works. You know what I mean?
1: You don't even think about it. And then it comes back, and it's like, oh, wait, that's kind of dope. And so, like, the ideas of those things of, like, I don't know. And it's those people that are around you that I feel like it's important to not have – just yes men around you you know what mm-hmm. i mean not just people that are gonna, just going to tell you yes all the time like bro this is fire like oh my god and all of this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. you need people to push you and push you past where you're even thinking and i think if you surround it doesn't have to be a large group of people even if it's one person like that person that's like no this is dope but it could be better mm-hmm. and it's not disrespect i take con- you know constructive criticism well and everything it's like how can we excel how can we grow further and it's like putting those things out there is just it's important and i feel like i have that around me right now so hmm
0: what do you think the Des Moines scene is lacking if anything and like how do you want to see it like grow like moving forward with like uh the like vintage market uh creative like field like you know what I
1: mean I feel honestly I think we're at a really good place right now I think there's so much dope stuff out there that like people are doing and everything but I I love the community aspect. I love, you know, different experiences and stuff, like different things happening, you know what I mean? Like I want new things. I think that's the biggest thing. Like let's try for more. Let's try to do new stuff. And like that's my goal as well next year is just create new experiences for people and everything. But I think that if that was one thing, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. Let's try it. You see these bigger cities and there's different things that are happening. Why can't it be here? Yeah. And that's I love this place. I mean, I love this city, I love the people here. It's just like I think we become stale in the fact of like, okay, to be honest, like with vintage clothing, like I've done a vintage clothing show and then there's like another vintage clothing, like, but how can we like elevate it? Yeah. And that's been my biggest things like um, clothing drops or different things like that. There's so many dope brands out there. You know what I mean? There's so many great people that are doing stuff and it's like, how can we elevate it? How can we do something different? And Mm -hmm. I love pop-ups. That's why like I did one. And like, I love seeing people do other stuff or like surprise drops and all those kind of things. But I'm such a big person of concept and story. Mm -hmm. Like growing up, I loved Nike SB, you know, like dunks and stuff because of the stories that they would do and stuff. And so same thing, like how can we create that, you know, that experience for a person, for a consumer. And that's, that's really what I want to see more of just like changing and going full into what you are into and not Mm -hmm. just doing it because it seems cool. You know what I mean? Like I think, the coolest and the greatest things come when you are a hundred percent authentic yep. and just really like coming from authenticity and like of yourself, like it will portray like your work so much better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Do you ever see yourself living outside of Des Moines?
1: I think so. Think yeah. so? At some point I, I don't know I love again I've been here I'm 26 You know what I mean like I I've been here all my life besides like a little bit I lived in California for a little bit when I was like 16 like not that long like a summer mm-hmm. and then I lived in Wisconsin for a bit as well um, I would love to expand my knowledge mm-hmm. and I can get that with traveling but you can only travel for five days you know what I mean you yeah. can't travel yeah. forever so like honestly if I went to like a New York or like a Chicago or like something bigger market for like one year even and mm-hmm. just got like kind of immersed into the culture, immersed into like everything that's going on. Like, I don't know. I went to New Orleans last year, New Orleans was dope. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. even just being there, like they were doing stuff that I was like, how can I bring that back here? And mm-hmm. like, I went to, um, where is it? French Quarters. Okay. Yeah, and so I was right. over there and it was late at night. And you go to each bar and there's music, different music. There's like, you know, there's like Latin music. There's you know jazz playing. There's this and that. And then you go in this little courtyard, and there was an art market going on with you know people selling soaps and crystals and prints and hmm. all this different stuff and everything. Bourbon Street, right? Is that, uh, is that New Orleans? No, yeah, yeah. That's Berber that's Street. New Orleans. But that was uh, that's like a couple of streets over oh, okay, or whatever. Right, right. But yeah, French Quarters. is like Bourbon Street was cool. I honestly didn't like it as much because like it was like it reminded me of like. I haven't been in New York, but like from what I had talked with somebody that was who I went with, they were like, oh, this kind of is like the Times Square of New Orleans. Yeah, it is. So like I just like more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so French Quarter is kind of the same, but it also felt like. But it's just like seeing those things like, and yeah. experiencing those. Like I know every single block and street corner of Des Moines. Like I don't need GP. Like I'll get around, like even get in yeah. here. I was like, OK, now I know where I'm at. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? It's, so it's like I want. I want to just go and just kind of meet new people and go experience some stuff. Like I love being here and knowing people and it's great. And it's like, I feel like here it's like, I could tell, and that's something like with my aim and my current work that I do, it's like, Oh, you need this. I got a guy. Like I know somebody, you know what I mean? Like, Oh no, she's dope. You're going to love her if she does this or stuff. Like if people message me and they're like, yo, I need somebody to do a photo shoot. Like who can I talk to? And I'm like, I have like 15 people that (laughs) are like, yo, like contact this person if you're doing this, if you're doing this, like, That's cool. And it's like something I want to like help grow here. I don't think I would be gone forever. Like I love this place too much to like not do that. But Mm -hmm. if I could go for like six months or a year, like, yeah, like there's, there's been like, um, somebody was telling me about like this, like work and travel thing from like overseas and stuff. And like, you basically trade, like, like say you're a photographer and like, you're like, okay, I can provide my service of photography for room and board for like Europe or something. Like Mm -hmm. I would do that in a a heartbeat. like, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to see the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think, you know, for a long time. So like, like I said, I grew up not much money. I grew up, you know, going and I've moved 23 times in my life. You know what I mean? Like been around, bounced around and stuff, slept on couches, slept on floors, like all these kind of things. And like that brought a sense of, you know, I don't even really know, just like a sense of there's so much more out there and there's so much more that I didn't think I would be able to see. And now mm-hmm. it's like, like if the opportunity is there, why not take it? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to double back to the podcast real quick. Um, what are some things, uh, like, first of all, I guess who are some of your guests that you've had on that you really like enjoyed your conversations with? And like, what are some of the things that you've learned? Like, uh, from these people, like having them on your podcast, like what are some big things that like, uh, you've learned and like implemented into your own life?
1: Yeah. Um, Man, there's a lot. There's, you know, it's crazy. Like some of my best friends, like I've met through the podcast, or like some people, like you know, are close homies and stuff like that. Like Bags, for instance, like I met Bags through technically through my podcast. Like I'd never talked to her before. And then like we literally met on, like she came over to the crib, like we talked on the podcast, and we're like, oh, you mess with this. That's dope. Or like, and then like Kyle, I don't know if you guys know the artist, Kyle, but like, He's an artist from back in the day and stuff like that. But, like, I don't know many people that, like, enjoy Kyle. So, like, mm-hmm. when we were talking about podcast, it's like, oh, you like, this and that. And like, you know, those conversations you have with people. Um, I feel like Lisa's dropped some. I've had him on twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan's been on once or twice. I can't remember. But, like, you know, talking with him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Lindsay from Yoga Co. Mm-hmm. Um, she's dropped some, like, really cool stuff. And, like, her story was really dope. Coral. I don't know if you guys know Coral Thee, but she's a comedian, like musician. Um, mm-hmm. She had a really cool story about, like, basically just like the journey that she's taken uh, when her, unfortunately, her dad passed away. And, like, it was around the same time, but, like, her life kind of like changed and stuff. She went on, like, a trip to Paris and, like, a bunch of other, like, it's a really good episode of, like, if I had one, like, recommendation, like, of, like, well, you should, like, go listen to that. the Corals episode. It's really good. That was a remote, that was a remote, but, like, it was a really good episode and stuff. And, like, finding more out about people and knowing how similar you are when you feel like you're not at the same, you know what I mean? Like you're so different, but you're also like, there's so much connection. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can talk to somebody random and find a connection usually. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the biggest thing. And honestly, it's just patience knowing that you're not alone in some of the situations, especially as a creative or as somebody that's doing in this world is like mm-hmm. your stresses are honestly probably the same as well, you, know, you guys too. It's like, yeah. we, we get it, you know what I mean? And in a way, you know yep. what I mean? So that's, that's some of the kind of the bigger takeaways I've had. It's just like, man, like you're not alone in the situation. You know what I mean like there's mm-hmm. still people and it, it builds into this big family, you know what I mean? Of like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of doing their stuff, but it's like, yeah. we're all checking in on each other. We're like, yo, Hello. do you need help with this or how do i do this or any kind of stuff you know yeah facts yeah
0: i kind of feel that too with like the people we've had on you know you get that relationship established and then you can just you know that you can hit someone up if you need help or like whatever like that community aspect it's really big
1: no it is and i I think that's if if anything that's the biggest thing i've seen grown over the past few years like i i've been doing vintage for a long time i've been in the community for a long time as, as far as officially like doing the stuff I'm doing it's been like four or five years I think and so like just seeing it grow so much seeing the music scene grow so much seeing the creative scene grow you know like just everything is just up mm-hmm. and that's all that's just been dope to see you know yeah oh
2: yeah what's next for you in the next five ten fifteen years hey, <laughs> from, from, from podcasting to oh, vintage you know, clothing yeah. to events do you have any upcoming events
1: upcoming
2: um, uh guests for your podcast that you want to drop. yeah
1: it? so like the cool thing is so i took a, a i took a second from the podcast because i was just like busy with events and kind of doing all that kind of mm. stuff but now with the winter like i'm able to get back yeah. everything yeah. and everything to do everything because i don't I have valentine's day is my next event all right mm. um i'm planning a dinner it's gonna be like a dinner kind of party it's gonna be a ticketed event um that's all I can say right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it will be. You're just gonna spill the beans there. Uh, be, I seen it coming. Yeah, uh, but it's just like we're we're really planning that, and that if anything, that's my next kind of goal is like creating more experiences. I love doing the vintage events and stuff. That will always be, but that's like if anything, that's my work. You know what I mean? That's like my day job. So like I love that, but it's like what can I do outside of there? And so like I really want to create those experiences for people and do stuff here that hasn't been done. And that's like kind of the goal for right now. It's just mm-hmm. like, and not that I'm the first person to do anything because you're not at the end of the day, but it's just yeah. like doing stuff. That I'm like, Oh, I'm pr- proud of the work that's happened. And that's yeah. my biggest thing. I want to be proud with when I, you know, go to sleep, when I see the product, the finished product, I'm like, okay, I did that. And mm-hmm. that's like the, my biggest thing with it. Um, I want to do more clothing. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. That's actually like something that makes me happy is like yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Um, I want to advocate for the youth. I want to advocate for mental health within the community and the culture and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's important to just really get people's stories out there. Um, I think it's important to just really be okay with being in your own emotions and stuff. And that's something I always just try to get people to know, like and be okay to feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And if that's what I can kind of get across with people, I mean that's you know, that's something big. Um, Vintage wise. We're open seven days a week at the picker. We're bringing new stuff in. We're bringing like I think fifty to sixty new items into tomorrow. So like, mm. we always have stuff for you guys. Like you know, we're we're shopping, doing our thing, and everything. So I'm I'm just excited. You know what I mean? Like I there's a point where I was like, man, like and it happens a lot people get burned out and stuff i felt that a little bit in the beginning of last year and then like something just clicked and i was just like oh no, i'm back like you know i feel good how'd you over
2: speaking of burnout yep. how'd you overcome that burnout what were some things that rest, rest, <laughs> yeah. rest yeah
1: and it's hard because you don't rest you know, i don't i'm not saying like take two months off or take two weeks off even stuff i didn't do that like my biggest thing was just like I, I don't take risks. And as you guys can see for my schedule or like different stuff like that, it's like I, I have a bunch of stuff going on and I, I don't have the opportunity. And um, some people do. And that that's really dope. But like, I don't have that opportunity a lot. So like my thing is within the time frame, what can I do better? What what you know, what I mean, like, so I started journaling more, I started uh, resting more as far as like taking the hour to like, just breathe and just kind of do some stuff that I'm into and everything. Um, So thankfully outside of the tea room, like where I live in the building and stuff and everything, like there's a basketball Mm. court. I just be hooping, just (laughs) shoot around and stuff. Like just going the stress releases and stuff. Like, I feel like I can't do fives anymore, but like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm not trying to tear my ACL and be like, I'm out. I mean, like, I don't get physical therapy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting paid millions of dollars. So like, I don't know, but like, I love to just shoot around kind of do that kind of stuff. I started running more, thankfully to Anthony and Neek. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get back into that. Um, uh, Just, yeah, just finding, even if it's a small thing, you know, what is your stress release and that's the thing. And also healthy ways to cope because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times people, when they're stressed, they turn to alcohol. They turn to, you know, different, you know, stuff and everything. And so, like, although in moderation, that's great, but it's like, how can I cope differently? How can I handle mm-hmm. my mental differently? And that's something I've been working on. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: solid. Um, um Do you have, like, any, like, crazy dreams that you just, like... If you could like sell vintage to like uh, music artists or yeah. like anything like that. I don't know what that looks like for you, but like what's your your big dream?
1: Man, I honestly and it's not like I always said in a, in a bigger sense, I feel like it'd be cool just to travel and go eat. <laughs> like yeah. be like uh, you're watching like Action Bronson, like yeah. that type of energy and world Just like just be around the homies and go like do that kind of stuff. If money was no object, I would do stuff like that and then, you know, do stuff within my community and everything. But honestly, like, I just want to live it, leave an impact on where I'm at, yeah. you know, wherever I'm at, I want to like help the community. I want to do stuff like that. And um, in the biggest dream sense, like the idea for rise again is like going past the podcast. Is like, I want to create a scholarship fund um, mm-hmm. for kids and I, I don't know how to start that, but like, that's something, even if it's starting with 500, I want to work on that and keep going and everything. Yeah. But like, um just providing a nurturing and safe space for others like that mm-hmm. is something that if i had an ultimate dream it would be like a, a boys and girls club situation where like there's a safe haven for people to come whether it's mothers whether it's you know kids fathers whatever it is like to come and be like good mm-hmm. and just like be good for a bit and like even in something in my own apartment i feel like that's something that like generally like i just move so everything's everywhere right now right, but like right. in my old places so people would come over and be like i feel so calm and comfortable and mm-hmm. that is like something i really am like big on like i want to be a calming presence for others and just like be a chance if people need to talk like i'm here yeah. people want to kick it i'm here people want to i don't know go do some shit mess around or something i don't know if yeah. i can like just kind of do stuff whatever it's like i'm here i was like i'm i'm you know, well versed so like we can go wherever and do whatever so yeah but as far as big dreams i mean for a long time I wanted to like work corporate and work for like Nike or like kind of do that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. hard cuz like sometimes that sounds great, but then I'm like I feel like that's not my calling. Yeah. And it's like I'd rather, you know, like as long as my bills are paid and like I can travel and do some stuff like that, like I'm good. Like yeah. you know what I mean like it's you know, love a good savings, like <laughs> love, love financial <laughs> responsibilities and stuff and everything, but it's just like mm-hmm. building from there. Like I just really wants to create that impact for others. And so I'm starting hopefully to work with people to do that. And mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, I just see the future feels bright. Yeah.
0: Know? Um, what advice mm-hmm. would you give like your younger self or someone that's like trying to do what you are doing right now?
1: Man, just stay focused. I feel like, you know, I feel like looking at my younger self, like I said, so I've been on my own since I was 16. I moved out when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So like, I had my own place when I was 16. I worked 40 hours a week. I was going to school. I was doing all this kind of stuff and everything. So, like, I feel like looking at where I was at now or then to come to now or whatever, it's just, like, having that independence and confidence within yourself, like, It's in the beginning. It's a scary world out there, especially people coming out of college or coming out wherever. Like, once you get into the real world, whether it's right when you're 18, whether it's when you're 16, whether it's when you know those moments out of college and stuff, it's like Mm -hmm. it can feel scary. But no, you know the support is there and there's people there. And so, yeah, just enjoy the ride. Like I've lived a definitely a very interesting life, and like for me, you know, a lot of people could take that as like, oh, I'm just. I'm going to use that as like uh, crutches to be like, OK, this is uh, this is happening and I I can't control this or I can't do this because this happened to me in the past. Or, yeah. oh, I can do this, but I can't do this because this happened to me in the past. Instead of using that, I use that as like I'm a very optimistic person. I believe in positivity. I believe in spreading love and all that. And so like instead of using that as a negative, as a disadvantage, I use that as like positive. I'm like, yo, like I have this experience now. I can tell my story. I can also provide that for other people and be like, hey, like, nah, you got this, like, it'll get better Mm -hmm. and stuff. And like, I think that's where my, my optimism comes from. It's just like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, it gets better. It's out there. Yeah. Like the world is such a crazy place. Definitely lots of, (laughs) a lot of stuff going on and everything. Mm -hmm. But it's just, Mm -hmm. the thing is, is, you have control of your own destiny. And something I was just talking to somebody about, like yesterday was just like, although there's people that have perceived judgment of like what you wanted or what you should do in life or what you want, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it's just about you. Those people are going to go come and go. Those people are going to be gone. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah, And that's the questions that you have to start to ask yourself. Cause if you're not, uh, you know, really changing anything, if you're not doing anything, like if you're doing and working for other people, like, are you really living? You know what I mean? Like, once you start to realize that that's when it really changes, it's like, Oh no, I know what I want. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I want strawberry jam on my toast today because I like, strawberry. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I want to, I ask myself every day, what do you want to do today? And that's, that's kind of how I look at it. And I love the place I'm in and I hope that people get into that energy too. You know what I mean? Like the, the feeling of waking up and just being like it's not even content because I'm always looking for growth and I always believe there's not like a finish line of sorts. There's little milestones, but I never want to be content with like fully in life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I do feel at peace. I feel like the most at peace I've felt in a long time. So like, I I hope that for others. You know what I mean like just being like, nah, we got this. And I think there's a lot of anxieties and there's a lot of stresses in the world and everything that definitely hurt the instances <laughs> and different people, you know, have different experiences and stuff. But like, I think just knowing that as long as you know that yeah, you're fulfilling what you're trying to do in life and that could change tomorrow, that could change a year from now, that can change everything. But it's I know in my current moment what I'm doing. And that's if I had like one big thing it's just like be present, but also, you know, remember your past and know what you're looking towards in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's just like being present in yourself. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's the biggest change that helped me was just like. OK, I used to be so worried about like the future a lot, like same thing, like five or 10 years from now and all this kind of stuff, because I'm like, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, tomorrow's not promised. Like, yes, you have to treat it, whether it is financially or whether it's different that like you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go yeah. do this and I'm going to like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's also like, OK, but presently today, like, who am I and what am I doing? And that is something that takes work. But if you put in the work, the the results will come
0: man that was really good bro yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing yeah. that man oh, boys yeah i think that's all i got you got anything yeah, that was a
2: good way to <laughs> I think that was a good way to round <laughs> up things that was man that kind of it kind of struck me a little bit yeah. so yeah, yeah it's good, good to hear
0: that coming from like other people too yeah. you know like uh you hear it a lot but you know when you're when you are in a place like this where like you hear it like it's like damn Yeah, Yeah. it's simple, but, yeah, like, tomorrow's not promised, so, like, worry about today, you know? Yeah. So we end every episode uh, going around the table talking about, like, uh, something that has inspired us lately. Um, So, Marquis, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go
2: first. Uh, What inspired me lately is I didn't do anything creative Like over this Thanksgiving, that's great. Like for two days, which is not like me, but it was a really good rest period, and I kind of, even though like two days is really not that long, I feel rejuvenated, ready to get back to work. So that's what's really inspired me. So probably gonna do a lot of things this week, leading up to Christmas and get another break at
0: Christmas. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's nice, man. Yeah. Um, for me, uh. I did a photo shoot uh, for Northern Vessel with Mundy and yeah, mm. that. Like, that yeah. yeah, yeah, he'll probably watch this. Um, and if he doesn't, like, I'll be surprised. But <laughs> I must definitely send it to him. Yeah. But uh, no, like, it was it was sick because <laughs> uh, you know sometimes like I I do photography to like make money, but also like I do it because I genuinely love yeah. it, and it's just like kind of a passion for me. And so like I don't really like put myself out there too much. Uh, I kind of just take jobs or opportunities that like I'm into. Yeah. And like, this was a really cool instance of like, uh, a job that I have like taking photos for NV. Uh, we had an op where we had like some crew necks that I'm actually wearing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I forgot I was wearing that, but, uh, so we just got those in and like, we needed to, uh, like do a shoot for it to kind of like promote it, and like uh, I thought about Mundy, because like he's always got like really dope style, and I thought he'd be like the perfect like uh, face of that campaign or yeah. whatever. And so like, um, it was just really fun, and it really like encouraged me. Like seeing the final photos from it, it encouraged me to like keep going in a way because like sometimes like I'll do photography stuff, and even though like I'm really passionate about it, like I'll take photos of something or for a client or something and I'll just be like, is this really how I want to edit it? Like, could I have done this better? And I can be really critical of myself, but like I genuinely am really proud of like what came out of that shoot. And it was also just really like organic and like natural how everything happened. Like, we just set a time and then we kind of just like walked around that block yeah and so we did outside photos yeah. we did photos in the shop um and then there was also like an empty room upstairs that we went to for kind of a just clean studio yeah, vibe it. and so it was cool and it felt like we were shooting like a magazine you know yeah so
1: that's it. it was
0: dope man so shout out monday Shout out Northern hey, Vessel. Shout out Monday. Gotta give all it's the, the out shout outs. Out, yeah. so,
1: no it looked dope.
0: Yeah, and I'll be sharing more of that stuff on my socials soon, so. That's dope, bro. Yeah, man. No, Monday's
1: yeah. great. Uh, before I get to my thing, it's like, you know, yeah, Monday, because um, when I did the Sport the Homies thing, he was a mm-hmm. part of the visual that we shot, so it was like Borg, Anthony, um, Monday, and then T. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody was just kind of... Like I don't know, we just shot everything I they had never met. And so like Mundy just did his thing, he was going and stuff. Yeah. And like it's just it, uh, he's a great guy. So yeah, nice shout out to him. But um I feel like one thing that inspired me lately, so my my niece, Aviana, um I recently I posted like a fit video with her, but like <laughs> she she wanted to, yeah. she wanted to do the fit check, but uh so she's, she is my creative, like, so I have um, three nieces, one nephew. And so she's my creative niece. And so she's always been interested into what I do and clothing, and all that kind of stuff. And so she wants to start her own brand. Mm. And so she's looking to do that kind of stuff. And that's actually something I'm working on to help her kind of do and everything. But like, so she was making drawings and kind of doing that kind of stuff and everything. And so like seeing the, like the child, like, like just um, inspiration and passion. It's like, you know, we get so focused on, you know, like doing our creative work for for money or like kind of doing that kind of stuff. And like remembering that, like at the end of the day, it's just like it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like seeing her like have fun with it. It's like yeah. so getting back to that like moment of like when you first started is something like I want that feeling back. So like that's yeah. something I've like tried to um, feel and create again. But like no it's it's just cool to see like mm-hmm. when she's I don't know, she's great. She's just like wanted to do like this whole like. Like t shirts and like kind of sweaters and all that kind of stuff, but she like did her own like little thing. And then so her name's Aviana, but she wants it to uh, be called Avi and oh, like yeah. signed in and stuff and everything. So it's cool. Yeah, that's so, awesome,
0: yeah. man. Yeah. So. Dang, shout out Aviana. Yeah, yeah more creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was a great episode. Uh, thanks again for yeah, coming through, man. Um, I'm glad we got you on before the new year, too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So sick. This will, uh, this is the end, I guess. So uh, we'll see y'all in the next